It's time to unify and simplify the IT world. We are here to do that one podcast at a time. I'm Steve. I'm McKay. And welcome to the Interchange IT Podcast. Well, we are here with uh, one of my favorite guests of all time. Yeah, this is her second time on the podcast. Yes. Dr. Gail Zazowski, and you are a professor of astronomy at the University of Utah, is that correct? Yes. And she has multiple PhDs, way (laughs) more than you and I put together. Well... I think if you took all of our PhDs and put them together, you'd still get zero PhDs. So there's no, an infinite <laughs> now, number. No, right. I'm, I'm not a mathematician. <laughs> yeah. That's but right. there's a great story about a guy who played with Michael Jordan who said uh, Michael Jordan had 66 points one game and he had two. And uh, his name was Stacy King. And a reporter asked him after the game, like, what do you think of tonight? And he's like, well, I just think it will be remembered as the night that Stacy King and Michael Jordan con- combined for 68 points. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel. Well, welcome. Thanks for being here. We appreciate it. Oh, thanks so much for having me. Um, we are going to jump into some astronomy topics here in a moment. But first, I just saw Mission Impossible. Have you guys seen Mission Impossible yet? It literally came out yesterday. Anybody? No, no, not yet. It's really, really good, and Tom Cruise is doing all sorts of Tom Cruiseian things, like jumping out of planes. And Breaking his foot. He broke his foot shooting the movie. They had to stop filming for six months, and then they continued filming. But it's so good. It's just a great action movie. It's the movie that ruined Justice League. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Because oh, what's his face couldn't be? Yeah, Henry no, Cavill. Henry, Henry Cavill. He had facial hair. And his first part, and he, when they need to go do reshoots for Justice League, they said, oh, no, you can't shave it. You have to keep it. And so they had to digitally take out the mustache. So if you go back and watch Justice League, it looks absolutely horrible. They couldn't give him a fake mustache. They don't have that technology. It's hard, I guess, to do I would think mustaches. it would be easier. Again, I'm not a, a, a graphic designer. Mm-hmm. But you would think it would be easier to digitally add a mustache rather than digitally remove <laughs> yeah. a mustache. Is that, I don't know. We could ask our design team here if that yes. question. Is it yes. better to add or remove facial hair from a human face? <laughs> Just asking for, for science. Yes, that's for right. science. <laughs> science would like to know the qu- answer to this question. So there's there's been quite a bit that's that's happened in the, the scientific astronomical world since we spoke last. Mm-hmm. Most importantly, I moved offices. You did. Yes, that's the most important thing. <laughs> it is gorgeous in here. Thank you. Thank you. And gorgeous. we're always here with uh, with with Steve. Yeah. He's always watching. Always watching. Always watching. Yes, always. Or watching whatever's behind his sunglasses. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> screens inside of his shades. Exactly. So, uh, no, but a lot has happened. I think most recently, uh, it was just this week, wasn't it, with Mars? Yeah, yeah. That Tell was us a little bit about that. Really exciting. So... So we've thought that there's been liquid water. Well, we thought that there's been liquid water on Mars uh, in the past. We see mm-hmm. evidence for large ocean flows, for riverbeds. Um, there's yeah. evidence in the rocks, right? Of, of, of erosion. Of, yeah, erosion. Yeah, That's exactly. The word. Yeah. That's the word I'm looking for. Same kinds of things you see in dry riverbeds on Earth. And actually, back in the 1800s, uh, when people were first studying Mars through a telescope, they uh, one guy in particular was sketching out what he thought were canals. On Mars, mm. like made by intelligent Martians still living there. This is what the, was their irrigation system, and he called them canali channels, mm-hmm. canals. Um, we now know that's not the case. These are, you know, streaks left from from long dead rivers. 
But then uh, we have a bunch of satellites. It's uh, it's not the case, but it's not far off either. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying that there's a, that there's not aliens. No, no, no. no I'm I saying, am saying I'm that. Saying Actually, I am. I am saying there's not there's not aliens. Well, it's it's they they are natural riverbeds. Mm-hmm. So he had the right idea. It's just he was off by a few thousand years billion millions, billions of years, years millions of years many, i was yeah. trying to be generous to him but he was off it was it was, he was right but yeah. uh you know we've put up a bunch of satellites orbiting mars right now we've got rovers on the surface and there's lots of evidence that there used to be water um and then we see that there's so a couple few years ago i forget now that there was uh there's a lot of excitement because in pictures taken at different years over the course um as the satellites were orbiting, there were these streaks that would appear on 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 some of the the hillsides, which looked a lot like uh, sort of short term water flow remnants hmm. that you see. Um, and so people didn't know is this we're so we seeing water flows that then uh, that that then evaporate, or is this just dark colored soil falling down the surface? And we now think that it was that it's the latter, unfortunately. But but so this this recent discovery this week uh, it's so exciting because they actually found evidence for stable standing water underneath the southern polar ice cap. Wow. Wow. Which is what, cool. what are the implications of that? Other than just like a place to go hang out and I don't think by the beach. Well, you wouldn't want to hang out. So this is water that is well below the freezing point. Okay. And the only way that it stays liquid if it, is if it's got uh, salt in it. Incredibly, incredibly salty. So the salter you make water, the lower, the colder you can get it before it freezes. And so this is something like 76 degrees below zero or something. Wow. So this would have to be incredibly salty. Any far saltier than anything we're familiar with. Yeah. Yeah. And it's under the ice cap. It's under the ice cap. Yeah. And it's about 12 or 13 miles long and a couple meters thick. So not not a huge lake, but they've also only scanned part of it. This has been a signature only on, under a small fraction of that. And the scale. rovers didn't find this, right? Satellites did, and, mm-hmm. and tele- telemetry, you know. How do you, how do you find something like that? Like, yeah, there's water under them ice caps there. So this they found using radar. So if you bounce radio waves, radio waves can penetrate through ice through large distances, and so but and then and then they bounce off of things and reflect back to you. And if you measure differences in what you send out and what you get back, you can infer sort of the density and properties of what's what's along the path. And it's consistent with having liquid water. But this is really exciting because so we think, um, you know, life comes on Earth in a huge range of forms. They're not, it's not all like us and penguins and what we think of as living. Right. You've got bacteria that can live in extraordinarily cold environments, extraordinarily salty environments. Um, you've got bacteria that can live in nuclear reactors and bacteria that can survive the vacuum of space and everything. So uh, we think, but one of the things that, does seem to be in common is that everything needs a little bit of water. Hmm. And so finding liquid water on another planet just sort of expands the range of places in the universe where we think life, as we now, just expanded definition as we understand it, could actually exist. So it's possible then, based on that, that there could be bacteria and things like that on Mars. Therefore, aliens. Therefore, aliens. Yeah, definitely can't rule that out. There you yeah. go. They're hiding in the ice caps, maybe. Probably more intelligent than girls I dated. <laughs> wow, there that's, you go. That's a little harsh. No, you should have met the girls that's I dated. <laughs> so how long did it take How long did it take them using this radar technology to figure out this? Is this something they've suspected, or is this like something that was happened upon? It's a thing. So they did. So they are targeted observations. So it took a long time to gather it because you've got the satellite. It's it's orbiting Mars. It's got a complicated orbital pattern. It's not. It doesn't sit over one space. Uh, yeah, so they were definitely, yes, yeah, so they were targeting to see sort of what the properties of the ice caps were. But it took okay. them several years to gather enough to gather enough data. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Um, long to, what, what additional study can be done on this? Can we drop like a probe down and drill into the ice and see what the heck's down there? Or is that like a pipe dream that I have? Oh, it's definitely feasible. We've landed 
we've landed probes on. Didn't we just much send one distant. to Mars that that is going to drill down to look for any sort of gold? Yes, gold. Good. Yes, mostly Martian alien gold. Alien buried <laughs> yeah, gold rush Mars edition. <laughs> uh, I mean, we've definitely dropped. I mean, the rovers that are on Martian surface right now are already drilling holes in the rocks and analyzing right. things. One of the things you have to be really careful about, though, especially if you're looking for life signatures, is make is, is contamination. You know, it's very, very, very hard to clean everything, to clean anything perfectly. And so you would all, you know, anytime that you physically go and touch something in looking for life, if you find anything, it's always going to be a little bit tricky to make sure that it's not something that, that you brought along. Got or, it. Or that you've impacted the environment. So we drill down there, we find bacteria, and we assume it's bacteria that was there, but it probably was, could have been bacteria that Somebody we just sneezed. brought. Could have been something that we, that we brought along, or even if it is bacteria there, you know, we've now introduced bacteria from earth into the environment and then in the future it becomes very hard to tell it becomes very hard to do further studies is that why they do the clean room the way they do and everybody's in the white suits and the yeah, yeah. but even those aren't those are far from perfect see I, in my mind like i'm looking at my house <laughs> and i compare those clean rooms i'm like no that's like absolutely sterile <laughs> <laughs> right you know? right absolutely so oh, that's interesting there's another big event that, uh, you're, I, I, it's acronyms and, and it's not even like a real word that I can tell. Are you, what is it? R-W-A? Oh, R-W-R-A, R-2-D-2? which is the star. Okay. So, so the star, so this is the star. So R-W um, tells you which star in the constellation of Auriga, which is the A-U-R part. Okay. And then A tells you that this is the brighter star in a, in a companion system. Okay. Uh, yeah, so this came out a couple weeks ago and this is really exciting. So... We know that most stars in the Milky Way have, and most, presumably most stars in the universe have planets around them, mm-hmm. um, and we can detect planets around uh, certain kinds of stars more easily than others, but we also know that planetary systems change over time. So planets form. We think that when stars like the sun, uh, as they age, they get much, much, much bigger, and they actually can swallow the planets. So when mm-hmm. the, as the sun ages, it's, the sun itself is going to become almost as large as Earth's orbit. Oh, good. So we got to figure out something before then. So we got <laughs> so, like three or four billion years? A few billion years. Okay, good. Yeah. So, so if you don't believe tomorrow, in global warming, the sun's going to get much it, it closer. It will definitely happen one yes. way or another. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <laughs> it'll, just be, you'll, you'll just look out the door and the sun will be there. It'll be it's weird. like, oh. Yeah. Um, so we know the planets also get destroyed, but this... SPF 40,000. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so what they found was, so there's this one, so this this one particular star. They've known for decades that it's that it's variable. So if you look at how bright it is and you measure that over time, it changes. Okay. Not super regularly, so not really in any pattern. I mean, we know that some stars vary. This didn't seem to fall into any of those categories. But then more more recently, last decade or so, it's been becoming more variable. It would get brighter between dark periods, and the dark periods would last longer. Something was happening. So they pointed mm-hmm. an X-ray telescope at it. Mm-hmm. And they found enormous emission from very, very hot iron atoms. Way more iron atoms that had been there like 10 years before. And all of this was consistent with this picture that you have uh, very large asteroids or rocky planets, Earth-sized, a little bit smaller, uh, smashing into each other, um, destroying each other. And the iron core. Yeah, and exactly. And the iron core then raining back down onto the star or onto the disk around the star, getting really, really hot and emitting all this this X-ray light, basically. Does something like that, is it big enough? I mean, imagine that Earth and Mars were close to about the same size, right? We collide and all of our matter goes into the sun. Does the sun even notice? The sun wouldn't notice. 
but we would other, obviously we would notice other <laughs> astronomers could notice there's a whole there's a bunch of people actually working on looking for signatures of exactly that in other stars do gotcha. you see so i mean the the earth has a different ratio of heavy elements than the sun does because um, we don't have any hydrogen or helium normally or very if, little going back to right uh, iron is when you see that in a star that's kind of the death knell isn't it when it, it starts producing iron I, or am I, I could be wrong. Um, no, you're thinking of, so So when very, very, so stars fuse heavier and heavier elements in their core, very, very massive stars, when they fuse iron, that's sort of the last stage for them, and that's right before supernova. So you're exactly right there. But all stars have okay. a little bit of iron in them. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. I think we forget how small we are, right? The, the fact that if we and, if, if the Earth and Mars fell into them, like, the sun would go... Oh, that itched. It's a hiccup. Yeah, yeah, right. It's just so massive. What was that? Did you notice anything? And it's a relatively middle-sized star, right, in the grand scheme of all stars that we know about? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely on the smaller side. That's crazy. Yeah. Things are massive. So the, Which is I, why I love movies when there's been a couple where, you know, the sun's going to go out, and so they go and drop an atomic bomb to restart the sun. Yeah, that wouldn't work is it what would, you're saying? No, I mean, no. It's so <laughs> Dang much it, I was. That's what I was banking on. <laughs> Seriously. There is a Nicolas Cage movie about sun flares, too. We should... Solar flares and everybody dies. There's that movie. There's solar babies. <laughs> different. I don't know. Is that different? I think that's different. Uh, that's about a bunch of roller skating kids from the 80s in a post-apocalyptic world. It's kind of awesome. <laughs> kind so of the same weird thing. Movie. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so there was, a, there was a preview last night before Mission Impossible um, uh, for the new uh, movie about Neil Armstrong called The First Man. Ooh. And the, the, the trailer... Is the coolest trailer I've ever seen. It's literally there's no cuts, there's no voiceover. It's literally just Neil Armstrong walking. It's fr- it's the, from the movie him walking up to the capsule, getting in, them strapping him in, and him looking out the door, and then the countdown, and then it starts shaking, and his eyes get crazy big, and then it blasts off, and but right before blast off, they do a really cool thing where there's like a seagull that fly. He, you can see a seagull fly over the top of the of the uh, mm-hmm. rocket from the window and then the blast off happens that's the trailer it was the coolest thing i've ever seen like i i'm I, very excited to see that it sounds I, awesome. I love all that stuff i, I was the guy who's in suspense in apollo 13 even, even though, though you knew, knew that they yeah, lived they lived that would have been quite a twist twist from ron howard he just kills them all yes <laughs> great <laughs> that's terrible Some alternate endings it's in a alternate theaters. ending exactly <laughs> so we did have a topic that you said you've you've gotten Speaking into a bit of, of a rabbit alternate, hole alternate endings and alternate realities <laughs> so alternative facts so there are alternate yes thank you alternative facts so let's talk Hashtag flat earthers. Too soon. Let's talk flat earthers, all right? <laughs> so this is, I don't know that it's an increasing movement, but it seems to be maybe louder than it has been in the past, maybe just because of social media, stuff like that. But um, you know, people who believe the earth is not, in fact, a globe, but is flat. Mm-hmm. And my philosophy on this, and I'm, I want to get into the scientific reasons why this is, to be clear, Steve and I... <laughs> Are not flat earthers. We live on a globe. <laughs> uh, we're globers. We're globers. Uh, globularists, I think they're actually called in the. I didn't realize it was, it was right. actually yeah. a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but my philosophy on it is that it's just really stupid, and that like <laughs> there's so the the vast conspiracy would literally have to include like hundreds of thousands of people. Yes. That are some, for some reason, wanting us to believe the... And the motive is unclear. The motive seems to be unclear to me as to why this 
grand conspiracy exists. Mm -hmm. But you seem to have really, I'm, I'm picturing you hunched over a laptop at 2.30 in the morning watching YouTube videos. Is that I mean, that's you're what not, happened here? You're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you're not terribly far wrong. No, it's fascinating to go down, I mean, to, to, to read about all that. So one of the more interesting things that I learned, though, is that, you know, so there's this narrative that we tell about, well, everyone back in the Middle Ages thought the earth was flat. And sure. then Columbus. That's not true. People have no, no one, I just want to, I think this is important for everyone to realize, no one has ever thought that the earth, like no large body of people in modern times have ever thought that the earth was flat. Okay. You can go back and this is a, seems to be a story that people tell to disparage other ethnic groups or religious groups or any of the other. Well, they used to believe that the earth was flat. Right. So anytime anybody says primitive anything. primitive ancestors right. or, you know, yeah. Right. But even, you know, 1400s, 1500s, right. all that, everyone knew the earth was round. But there are globes from those periods. Really? Um, Interesting. I didn't know that. Many, you know, figures of uh, authority in Judeo-Christian culture and other cultures, you know, the symbol of authority is the world, which is like the orb that they carry. That's, that's the so, orb. So it wasn't just some new thing that we're like, oh, it's, it's round. It's not some new thing. It's like I six, seven hundred years old that we've known this or, or more. That was, like, the Greeks knew that it was round. Eratosthenes measured the circumference of the earth using shadows. Wow. Um, you know, BC. So, yeah, I just think this is fascinating. That That's we, actually really cool. We have this cultural like story this. that we've this discovered this I'm recently. Excited. No, not a thing. But I, I love that. Is well, that what your rabbit hole led you down, or did you know that before? Nope, nope, that was part of it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, because I got curious. Like, when did we actually figure this out? Turns out we have known that this is... Well, it, it seems like a lot of pop stars, you know, people, actors, they're the ones that seem to be pushing it. Well, right. so they're moral authorities. Right, well, and all... to the point where a guy <laughs> built his own steam-powered rocket. Yeah, and occasionally people will strap themselves in lawn chairs to balloons to fly up and prove that the horizon is actually infinite. But So it seems like this sort of got revived, or this whole idea came up in the 1800s again, which at least for some, in some areas it had its roots um, in, uh, in sort of religious objection that is very, uh, places in various religious writings that refer to the earth as fixed and immovable and... Right. Very, other words that sort of implied flat and not rotating, not And there's language in scripture in the Bible, for example, and the Quran about four corners of the earth and things right. like that. So right. people take that and they assume it's therefore it's flat. flat. And what that means that anyone who's saying that it's round or a globe is trying to supplant religion with science or is, you know, a sort of indirect conflict with this particular worldview. Got it. And so that's how how you get into the the conspiracy and this is people out to get, you know, the true belief and out to change the true belief. And then, so it sort of, it seemed to not be a hugely popular movement outside of sort of those circles until, as you said, relatively recently. And now you've got various celebrities that have kind of taken this up as their cause and are able to spread this word to a much larger audience. There's so many causes. <laughs> like, let's try curing cancer, people. I know. Let's, let's, no, no. The earth is flat. No. It's held <laughs> up by a giant frog. <laughs> turtles all the way down. Oh, it's, it's, tur it's sorry. turtles, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> giant Get your turtles. details right. I know. No, all right, it, so I'm it is so an interesting keep, hill keep to, going on this rabbit hole. Because yeah. I'm picturing, I'm, again, I'm picturing laptop 2.30 in the morning. Was it Doritos or was it microwave popcorn? Oh, it's always Cheetos. Cheetos. It's always okay. Cheetos, yeah. So occasionally, like, and then going back. That's awesome. Laptop is now just orange. <laughs> orange dust. Lysol wipe that sucker down. All right, so what else? Because there seems to be, like you said, there's no cohesive sort of theory about exactly what is going on, just that it's sort of flat. It's Yeah, so, it, so this makes it also a little bit tricky to 
to, to argue to against. To refute it, exactly, because yeah, yeah. you're never quite sure which particular set of philosophies or set of conspiracies a, a, a given person may have. But the general idea seems to be that, yeah, it's, uh, it's flat. All of the continents are kind of arranged. Uh, so the North Pole is at the center. The continents are sort of arranged um, around it. Uh, if there are any other flat earthers who are listening and have different philosophies, I would be interested in hearing that. But this seems to be the most common one that I ran into. Um, Continents arranged in a circle around it, and then you have Antarctica is a tall ice wall banding around the outside. That prohibits us from getting to the edge. That prohibits us from from going to the edge. It's very Game of Thrones style. Yeah. Yeah. And I wonder, is that where, you know, was he inspired uh, by? Is George R.R. Martin a flat earther? Jon Snow is. He only has flat flat maps in his books. We can't rule it out. I know. I'm just, I'm not saying (laughs) he's a flat earther. Just throwing it out there. If you're listening, George (laughs) R.R. Martin is officially a flat earther. (laughs) We're calling it. If he's listening to your podcast, he should, he should let us know. If he's listening to the podcast, (laughs) we have some questions for him on our own. So what are the, what are the motives you've heard for this? Like, why is this some huge conspiracy that NASA, every space agency ever, every scientist at every university is in on? I don't know. I mean, this is with every conspiracy theory. The question is why, who, who would go to that amount of effort? And, you know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, science doesn't want you to know the truth. Everyone's trying to brainwash you. It's not clear what the motive would be. But, of course, I'm coming at it from the point of a scientist. Well, you're a scientist. Have, you are in on it, clearly. I don't have time to read my student paper drafts, much less <laughs> propagate centuries of conspiracy just, and just fraud. what they want to you the to university say. administration she does read them do read she, them. Does, she does, she does read, read them. them she grades them <laughs> which is why she i don't sh- have time to be to be a fraud um <laughs> so <laughs> so too much effort i mean what really are the because just... we've seen like there's various like things that people will say is evidence that there's flat earth right so like one of the things that we've seen and we've talked to people in our building who are who are flat visitors they're visitors visitors they don't work here i'm sad they're not here right now um is the the concept of like okay if you're in an airplane and we're going 500 miles an hour how come the airplane isn't pointing down because you would have to otherwise you just fly off into the atmosphere and the airplane is straight therefore earth is flat proven by airplanes any, any thoughts on this? I'm not sure I can picture the geometry of what you're <laughs> describing. All right. So, but but I mean, so a couple. Of it, I did come across various. So the reason that we have gravity in the first place is not because we. Here have we a, go. Ready? Okay. Oh, we have props now. Here's the airplane. Okay. The airplane's going. This is a bowl. Mm-hmm. For this, this makes for great podcasting. <laughs> this, this, this is for the pod. live streamers. But the airplane, if it's going straight, mm-hmm. eventually would go off into space, and um, if it, if the Earth was round, but because it's it's flat. It mm-hmm. always stays at the same altitude. That's what they're saying. Well, sure, but gravity. Yeah. I mean, I don't... <laughs> so gravity's going to keep again, you level again, inherently. Globularis. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, there were a couple of uh, FAQ pages that, you know, question was, well, doesn't the, you know, picture uh, taken from space showing the curvature of the horizon, doesn't that disprove it? Answer, no. Right, there's no, no... Yeah. Oh, okay, which... You know, those of you who have written FAQs in your time, that's I know what you want to say a lot. <laughs> no, stop, dumb no. question, stop asking. But not that's awesome. <laughs> super helpful. Can we have that on our FAQ page? <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Does Avanti that no. No. It's dumb. Just... Stop asking. Why did you even ask? What that? else did you learn in your rabbit hole? Uh so the reason that we have gravity is that the flat earth, the disc, again for your your viewers, uh, is actually accelerating upwards at one G which is our gravitational acceleration downwards. Why so, is it doing that? The dark energy or the great... The uh, turtle's getting up. 
<laughs> Man, you really did get into this. I'm so impressed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you really dug See, the around. dark energy is is pushing it away, which actually which does take a little bit of real science and sort of misinterprets it. But we do think that the reason the universe is expanding and accelerating outwards is dark energy. But it's sort of been taken to mean that the that it is for some reason pushing the flat Earth up, um, or there is something else they call the great great repeller. I forget the exact terminology, which is doing the same thing. Okay. Um, and so that's why we have the gravity that we do. It's just, it's like standing in an elevator. So the question that I've asked po- folks who at least as- contemplate these ideas is, um, is so we know, like we can see it with the naked eye and with the telescope that there are other planets that are round, right? Like there are other objects in the sky that are round and globes. And, and yet they will say, well, the earth then is the only flat object and everything else is round. That's one I've heard a lot. That one makes no sense to me. Like well, the concept. I mean, the earth, the earth is special in this, in, in a lot of this framework, the earth is different. Like just because other things are round doesn't mean that. Okay. That's we have fair. To be, All right. We're special. I guess. And then, um, the other one I, that I've heard a lot is that the, the laser one, we were talking about this one a minute ago. Yeah. But I saw, I've, I've seen YouTube videos on that as well. Yeah. I've seen, I've, I've seen this where, so the, the flat earthers, not us, are saying that um, if you shot a laser across a lake, how come it's three feet high? If you shoot it at three feet on the other side of this massive lake, there's nothing to interrupt it. It's three feet. But I've seen the experiment to the, you know, to, to the contrary. So they're saying, what they're saying, right, is that if the earth was actually round, which it is, then you shoot a laser across. In theory, the laser that you're shooting from three feet above the water on one side should be 20 feet above the water on the other side. Mm-hmm. Right? Does that make sense? Yeah, right, say that right, right, right. And that's the, that's the experiment that I saw. They did yeah, that. In I've fact, they had to the fly same. up with a helicopter to va- actually find where the laser was. It was Discovery Channel. They have budget. Good. I, <laughs> they have budget. I think you guys need a podcast helicopter now. <laughs> yes. Yes, we do. <laughs> Steve, <laughs> yes, Steve. yes, we do. We'd like all of the marketing budget to buy our <laughs> podcast helicopter. Yes. Or at least rent it. What are you going to do with it? All the things. <laughs> Science. <laughs> Science. So what, what, what other, have we seen, are there any good arguments that they have? And by good, I mean better than a turtle? I mean, they're all demonstrably false. <clears throat> so I don't, I mean, but they all, so it's not hard to take science words and to make arguments that sound very convincing. And a lot of these things are dealing with sizes and distances and scales that aren't intuitive. So it is easy, not easy, but one can construct an argument that I think sounds very plausible to people who aren't going to do the experiment themselves. Um, and I was enough. looking around, you know, a lot of the you know, various websites pointed to various evidence, but of course it just points back to the website itself or descriptions of experiments, but not actually video evidence. Um, why don't these guys, ra- rather than going on a rocket, so, why don't they just go to Antarctica and, and see that? It, yeah, I mean, we have photographs of Antarctica. We have, but all of them were live taken. There. But you know, it's all fraud. It's all part of this conspiracy. The moon landing, the Martian rovers that we were talking well, that about was, earlier. We, we didn't actually go to, to <laughs> exactly. the Exactly. So do we... Which reminds we me... Did. We did. We did. <laughs> there's that fantastic scene in Futurama, I think it was in the Roswell episode, where they're, they're filming the moon landing, the fake landing, and everything's going wrong and they just, it can't, it's not working. And so the president's like, ah, oh, this is too difficult. All right, we'll just have to go to the moon. Like, <laughs> found NASA, get on it. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> like, faking these things would be so much... More, more effort. So, so what are the 
this is going to be the dumbest question I've ever asked in the history of the world. Oh, I'm excited. And I've asked some stupid questions, which is round. (laughs) Um, So what are what are the evidences that the Earth is in fact a globe? (laughs) And and again, other than you know the plethora of pictures we have from space, even including Elon Musk's car. Yeah. Right. He's he's part of it because he's part of the Trilateral Commission. The Bohemian Grove. <laughs> That's right. Bilderberg Group. Bilderberg, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I like to those things may be real. They are real, but they yeah. don't talk about this stuff. Anyway, so yeah, what are the things that tell us for sure other than, you know, obvious pictures and every astronaut ever in, in the whole world? I mean, if you don't believe those, then I don't know what else. I mean, we have we have satellites that are orbiting that are on circular orbits. Like, if you're... if. Every Ooh, this is good. You would have to expand the conspiracy that is oh, already yeah. massive it to every to... company who owns a satellite. Yes, which is an enormous number. There is a huge number of satellites. Every telecommunications company, every uh, space agency, of course, in the world, every, I mean, everyone who uses... Every university would have physicists and ast- astronomers on yes, staff. every that... single space academic, everyone who uses, who generates GPS or telecommunication signals or satellite internet. I never thought about the satellite piece because you're right. Like Verizon would have to be firmly in on this. Yes, and manage to keep it secret. And people are not good at keeping secrets. No, they're not. Like, not good. And so, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Is there any experiment? (laughs) I have faith in humanity to actually propagate this kind of Is there any experiment that... People can do at home. Yeah, that that can show them the earth is round other than just... Fly on the Concorde. I mean, I would say go to the ocean, go to the coastline and watch ships sail away, and you see them You see them drop off bottom first. Yeah, you do. But I actually found a, a, a refute of that oh. online as well, which described verbally in words, apparently, if you use a telescope, it's just, it's just perspective effect. And if you use a telescope, you can actually see the whole ship, which is not true, but... Okay, so that's actually okay, a good so, one. So, so, so one what, could test that. One like of the that. things I've one. always wanted to do... Mm-hmm. Is to get do the weather balloon with the GoPro. Oh yes, those are so cool. So I went and bought the kit with you in a chair. Yes. <laughs> so I have a kit at home that I want to build and do a video. Would that show me? Was will those go high enough that I can see curvature? I don't know about the buy at home kits, but you don't have to go up that. They go about a hundred thousand feet. I think so. Yeah, I haven't done the math. You don't have to go crazy high. Like you can right. see it. There's some mountain ranges that are surrounded by flat valleys where you can v- actually see the curvature sort of, see of the it, earth. Yeah. Okay. Anything else you so want to yeah, add on the subject? That. I'm doing it. Come, you should come when we launch it. <laughs> okay. We'll film it and yeah. That's so cool. I think we want to go out to like the, the salt flats or something. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised. This is actually what surprised me about them. They don't travel as far as I thought they would. Like ver- As like, far over, you mean? Yeah, laterally. Mm-hmm. They, they, they go up very high. It's because mm-hmm. the earth is flat. It's because there's no wind. On the flat Earth, <laughs> <laughs> I think he's convinced now. <laughs> yeah, no, I. Yeah, we're 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 totally convinced. We're That's no cool. longer glo- yes, we are globe globularist. <laughs> I want to get a, a t-shirt that says globularist for life. <laughs> I like that. So, do you think um, Carl Panzer? What, what else you? Carl Panzer. What else you? What else? Anything else you learned on your rabbit hole? I mean, once you start questioning um, the foundational science of photographs and NASA and what we understand of the Earth's history, you can, you can start questioning everything that we know. Um, uh, one of my, well, I should 
give props to my husband for pointing this one out to me. One of his favorite conspiracy theories is that um, the uh, a lot of the mountains on Earth are not actually mountains, Ooh. but are in fact the remains of giant stone trees, which were harvested by either humans or aliens, not entirely clear which. It's, it's aliens. It's true. It's not aliens. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's aliens. No, it's not. And um, yeah, and uh, for reasons, I guess... Stone reasons. For reasons. But is this is this the same group that for will reasons. say, for example, that because the Bible says so, there were no dinosaurs? I think there's a lot of overlap with that group, yeah. I mean, once again, once you start saying, well, scientific re- reasoning no longer impacts my belief system, then you can take anything that you want. Right. You know, I think, I, think uh, I can speak for McCann. We're both pretty religious guys. Yeah, yeah. But I absolutely believe that if I was here at the right time, um, I would have to be running from a Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> right. <laughs> and Utah probably more likely of a Lassoraptor. Ooh, a Utah Raptor. Utah Raptor, yeah. Yeah. And they wouldn't respond to that. They wouldn't know that they were Utah Raptors. No, just, they wouldn't. They're just, they'd just respond to Chris Pratt doing this. <laughs> His arms are out. In, which waving who, let's be honest. Everything in Jurassic Park who is Who wouldn't true. respond to Chris Pratt doing that? Yeah, especially buff Chris Pratt. Yeah, right. But, all right, let's take Chris a second Pratt. there. <laughs> Hold on. All right, um, so yeah, so so let's just review here. We're going to review quickly. Mm-hmm. So we have pictures. We have actual scientific measurements of the circumference of the Earth. Like we we have traversed the entire Earth. We've had people who've flown around the entire Earth. There are satellites and space station. The International Space Station is orbiting the Earth right now as we speak. There are people on it. They yes. take pictures and video. There is a live stream from yes, you can talk the ISS. to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the thing I hadn't thought about the thing I so the thing I had thought about that you added to was the the conspiracy would have to be so vast. Think about it. who would have to be involved. You'd have to have essentially every not essentially you would have to have every space agency in the history of the world, which implies also the governments, which we know not every country's government that is spacefaring yeah. has gotten along. So you'd have we to have totally super. get along with China, <laughs> China and Russia. You would and have to have the Russian space agencies, AMIA. the Indian space agencies, the EU, the U.S., and all of India, the, India, and all the people who've worked for those space agencies. And not just space agencies. Do you have intercontinental ballistic missiles? Do you have missiles that go into space? Good point. You'd have to have the military apparatus, right, of each of those of each of those countries. So at that point, you're talking about hundred millions of people. Mm-hmm. Just that. Mm-hmm. Then over you would the have, last several decades. Yeah, over the last, right. for, yeah, for the last 60 years at least. Mm-hmm. And then you would have to have um, every academic at every university in the world mm-hmm. who studies this. You would have to have the satellite thing is the thing you added, which I hadn't thought of. Every single company who has a satellite in space. And yeah, right. And then when there's a satellite, a lot of times multiple companies are attached to that satellite. Mm-hmm. Right. And are privy to the orbital plans. And right. So, yeah, so that's... And exactly. These don't just go up. They don't just, like, send them up and be like, well, beam down dish network service to me. It's like, no, we know exactly you... where the satellite is mm-hmm. at every single moment. This is how you prove it. How do you, how do you disprove dish network? Do you, well, it's going to disappear. Netflix is taking over. <laughs> no, but, how, you know, just something simple like that, like at right. home. Disprove dish GPS. Network. How does GPS work? Right. Satellites. Right. But those satellites could be fixed objects in the sky, Steve. They're hung yeah, from that's the... Yeah, that, that, that isn't an experiment that I think people can do. But every company that... Yeah, but like every company that has either a communication satellite or a 
scientific satellite or military satellite or but I don't think people realize who buys that data who who is into it it's not just the Googles and everything it's it's companies like FedEx yeah it's not a UPS it's not I mean it's expensive to put a satellite up but it's not prohibitively expensive right I mean yeah and then I mean they make these tiny little satellites that have small science experiments on them that are I mean literally centimeters across didn't they do the the globe with like the disco ball? Did you remember hearing about that? The students all polished. They they sent little mirrors out to to classrooms and the how oh. to polish the mirrors and they made like a disco ball. That they spun essentially so they could tell the kids. Not, oh, that's awesome! Yeah, there's approximately sixteen thousand satellites nice. orbiting the Earth right now. That's good research. The U.S. government alone has five thousand of them, which we know about. The, yeah, that we know I mean, about. Boom! Conspiracy oh, theory definitely. dropping. Well, we definitely right here. <laughs> no, you're right. You're totally no, there's right. There's definitely satellites that we don't. Yeah, that's that, right. That, that well, are public information. And you can sure. see them. You can look up in the sky, and you can see them moving across the sky. Gosh, yep. the more and more I talk about this, the more like wound up I get because it's yeah. so crazy. <laughs> Let's talk about a conspiracy we all agree. Which is lizard people. <laughs> well, right. yeah, that's not even worth. I mean, who's not? Why do we call it conspiracy? Why don't we just talk about like the facts of life? Lizard people. The, so the two things no that I here's here. my here's my conspiracy <laughs> bar, my conspiracy gauge of is do I even want to even think about it? Number one, how many people would have to be involved? Right. Because if it's more than like six, you have no hope of ever it being a secret. Case in point, ever. Watergate. Right. There were literally like four yeah. people who knew about the break-in. <laughs> right. And it came out. Right. Um, second is motive. Like what possible reason could there be for this? NWO. <laughs> for, it's, it's the new world order. Or, new world order. It's the dumbest thing I've ever I'm, But like so JFK on the other hand. Yes. JFK. I'm 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 willing to entertain oh, yeah. that. Oh yeah! Somebody knew something was I'm going on. I'm all down. in on this one, baby. <laughs> I am. I am. I will die on this hill. No pun intended. Oh. I will die on this grassy knoll. Oh, oh. oh. I'm sorry. Everyone's sad now. <laughs> Everyone's sad. Oh. Eric is both cringing and laughing. She's gonna have She's to like, edit that I'm out. I'm editing all this out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she uh, can't. It's live. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> all right. What else? Anything else we should ask you about? Um, about flat earthers or anything else? Uh, just yeah, I mean it's definitely a fascinating read. That yeah. Well, here's the other one. I was by a lot of Cheetos. Yeah. Here's one more too. Is the thing that, that kind of also baffles me is that we literally know seven galaxies away what gases a star is emitting. Right. Like we we know like it's emitting iron and we can you know what I'm saying like we can see this stuff in, in so far away. We know what's happening on the surface of Jupiter, and yet people think we don't know the shape of the planet we are on. Well, but all that information comes from the fraudulent space agents. From the fraudu- fraudulent so million-person conspiracy. Million people conspiracy. With yeah. no motive. Right. Got it. Yep. Perfect. Steve, anything else, man? Um, no, I just I thank you very much. <laughs> Appreciate it. I'm speechless. <laughs> yeah. and it, Without speech, Jerry. Yeah, <laughs> it's it just it it blows this stuff blows me away because yeah, I mean that the the moon landing is the one that I'm most familiar with, just because that's what I get questions and things about, which also gets the same thing. I mean, we were I think for, for me, I think the the nail in the coffin for the moon landing is the fact that Russia or the USSR would have had to have been in on it because well, they could track the capsule coming back from the moon. Right, there right, is right. no way that they would have been like, okay, cool, no, we're going to help you guys be first to the moon. Or the, the point, fact that if you have a telescope, the powerful and lose, enough, and lose the space and race. And lose the space race. And we're going to cover up you 
lying about this so that we can lose the space race. Well, I, I just want to give on this podcast a special thank you to posthumous. Uh, well, he's dead. Posthumously, I just posthumously, posthumously, to Stanley Kubrick for oh. filming the moon landing <laughs> and directing it. Yes, you know, um, and then he went on to make AI. I mean, yeah. that's another. So if you if if a director like Kubrick were filming the moon landing, there wouldn't have been any of these gaps that people can point to and say. Well, then then we're also point. it would have been perfect. It would have been perfect. There wouldn't be any holes. It turns out the holes are just because people don't understand how the you know science filming on the moon works. Science. <laughs> Right. So I think we should, um, after the first man comes out, that Neil Armstrong story, I feel like we should have another episode where we review this movie. Oh, I'm down. You you down yeah. with that? I think you should like live like MST3K it. Oh, there. Uh, uh, like then we'd have to wait till it. it oh, that's yeah. true. I guess yeah. 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 Or talk very quietly in the theater. Yeah. Hey, okay. <laughs> okay. What do you think about that scene? That's great. I can't believe the director used this music. For... I think they made it in a theater. Ryan Gosling looks nothing like Neil Armstrong. Does <laughs> he play Ryan, uh, Neil Armstrong? Yeah, and he's, I actually think he's going to he do a good job. Clean cut, all American. Yeah, he's very like. Yeah. And then he looks like someone from the '60s, like skinny and well put together, unlike yeah, yeah. us today. He's got you that. Know what I'm saying the nice hair. Yeah, he does. Well, uh, we want to hear your flatter. <laughs> so theories. we covered Chris Pratt. We covered Ryan Gosling. <laughs> Tom Any, Cruise. Anybody else? <laughs> no, I think we else? And the maker of Game of Thrones, who we've just sent now said as a flat earther. <laughs> yes, we've outed him as the flat earther that he know he we know he is. Um, but we want to hear your flat earth stories. Yeah. Uh, is somebody you work with a flat earther and you want you don't have to out him. No, don't. But out we just want to hear the story, their theories. Yeah. I want to. I want to see their websites because yeah. I found a bunch of them, but there I'm sure there are more. You, are they're all framed. More nights at the kitchen table. When her husband's like, what are you doing out here? Just <laughs> flat earth stuff. Leave me alone. I have so many questions. <laughs> they're, they're like, they're sitting there on, you know, their, their GeoCities websites from like, <laughs> yeah, seriously. It's like, exactly. Yeah, there's no um, tablet-friendly version. <laughs> so send them to us. You can email us at interchangeitpodcast at avanti.com. You can connect with us on Twitter and Instagram at interchangepod. Um, also, please don't forget to rate and review us. Please share this episode. It's on the Avanti Facebook page. There were a couple problems with audio, but we got that all sorted out here at the end. So please share that with people. Um, and then Dr. Gale, can we call you Dr. Gale? Cause that's kind of cool. Please do. Yeah. Dr. I Gale. I like it. Okay. Dr. Gale. Um, it sounds, it, it sounds like like it could be like a, a small town like doctor from the 1870s. Except she's like, talking to us about like I got shot by a <laughs> I ride a horse <laughs> yeah, to work. Exactly. Except she's talking Make to us calls. about like dark matter. I know. Seriously, it's awesome. All your dark matter's off. We just sound a little bit like quack medicine. I mean, yeah, it's not, yeah, but, not too know. far wrong. Um, uh, but it, can I know you you did this last time you were here? But where mm-hmm. can people find you? Yeah, any any are you on the Twitter or the anything where you want to? I'm not on the Twitter. Um, LinkedIn. But no, I mean I'm on LinkedIn. No. But well, if, you, tell you what, you pass in. your theories on to us, we'll pass the theories <laughs> yes. on to pass her. Pass them on to me. Yeah, that's easier. Yep. And maybe we'll need to do the uh, the uh, weather balloon launch. That would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a big, there's a large amateur rocket society that launches stuff. Yeah, you rock. Salt all the time. That's sure. cool. You rock. Yeah. Is that the name of it? The Utah Rocket Club. Oh gosh, I may have attended a few meetings. <laughs> That's great. Do you also yeah. LARP? So cool. I do not LARP. Okay. All right. Thank you, and uh, guys, good luck. Thanks so much. The 
Change IT podcast is brought to you by Avanti, a software company that helps you succeed in every aspect of your job, including operational IT security, asset management, service management, and supply chain management. Find out more at Avanti.com.